Welcome to Zion Impact Ministries, the local assembly of the Kingdom Community of Believers. As you listen to this message, we pray that God establishes the governing influence of Christ Jesus in your life through fellowship and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Oh, 
sing to you and we have that privilege of singing of lifting up our hands of lifting up our hearts and we are grateful that you find us worthy spirit of the living God let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight oh Lord my strength and my redeemer and also pray in the name of Jesus Christ that as this word comes to us Father may it strengthen us may it draw us closer to you May it renew our mindset so that, Lord God, we might be pleasing before you always. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Before we take our seat, I would like us to celebrate our Father, my Father, your Father, Apostle Gacy Ajay Godson, the founder of this great vision. May you lift up your voice and honor the man of God. Papa, wherever you are, we celebrate you, we honor you, God bless you. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, Papa, we love you, sir. Can we also celebrate Bishop Putri? Wherever he is, Bishop, we celebrate you. Reverend Linda, we love you, we celebrate you. Prophet Hayford, we love you, we celebrate you. Want to celebrate the other men of God, ministers of God in this vineyard. Reverend Andrew, Reverend Della, Reverend Roland, Reverend Keith, Reverend Robin, Reverend Gabriel, Reverend, Reverend Gabby, Reverend Chris, Reverend Beryl, Reverend Selassie, Reverend Anna, Reverend, Reverend Sami. We celebrate you, we love you. God bless you for all the things that you do for the body of Christ. We look at the scripture in Philippians chapter 2 from verse 1 to 4 and then we will take our seats. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 1 to 5 the Bible says that therefore it is therefore if there is any consolation in Christ 
if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy. Fulfill my joy by being, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Then I said, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interests of others. Can we take our seats in the name of Jesus? By God's mercy, I'm grateful for the privilege to share in the word with us this morning in the first service. And I believe strongly by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the help of the Holy Spirit, I'll be able to deliver the message that the Lord has given to me to deliver to us, all of us. Because when I was brooding on this sermon that the, that the master gave to me, I, 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 was, I was brooding on it. Pondering over it and asking myself, that Father, may, may I to walk in this light? Because first of all, the word, it comes to, for you before it comes for others. You can't teach something that you, don't, you, you have not encountered. So as I was meditating on the sermon, I sensed the presence of God strongly. I began to pray certain prayers that I believe strongly that the Lord would hear my cry in the name of Jesus. I want us to quickly clap for Lebanon. For, for coming early today. <laughs> and we are praying for grace that she will always be in. Amen. <laughs> May she never be late in life. Never. Amen. <laughs> oh, sweet Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I really, I really wanted to do this. Okay, so... <laughs> I'm glad I've been able to do it. Hallelujah. Today we are going to be looking at a very peculiar topic. And the theme for today's service is concerned citizens of the kingdom. But we'll just focus on concerned citizens. Hallelujah. Concerned citizens. According to a school of thought, a concerned citizen is a member of the kingdom that is extremely interested or affected by his neighbor. A subject, a situation, a contrary or a contrary way of life, or a contrary way of life. Thank you so much. I'll read it again because I know some of you are writing. He said that a concerned citizen, according to a school of thought, is a member of a kingdom that is extremely interested or affected by his neighbor, a subject, a situation, or a contrary way of life, etc. And they are mostly concerned even if their neighbor does not directly affect their lives. Hallelujah. They are concerned even if the neighbor does not necessarily affect their lives. And when we look at the scripture in Philippians chapter 2 from verse 3 to 5, but the emphasis that I want us to focus on is verse 2 and verse 3. The Bible says, I fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. It says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. But in loneliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. The theme of it once more is concerned citizens. Now, when we look at the history of Ghana, or technically we look at histories in general, we saw that there were people who were very concerned about the upbringing of an institution. So for instance, for Ghana, we know of Kwame Nkrumah. And because Kwame Nkrumah was very concerned about Ghana, about Africa, he gave his all 
make sure that we would be somewhere. So the motorway that we have been driving on, if you remember your social studies, one of the says what? It's not social studies anymore, it's called what? Pardon me. Citizenship education. Eh, are you sure? There's some word. There's no more social studies anymore. We, all of us, we finish school, chair. Yeah, so, yeah, so we, we can't relate. We can't relate. Yeah, teacher, who is that? Mommy, mommy please, what, what's it called now? Ah, okay, okay. Then, then we, we, we got it. We still got it. If you remember your history, you remember that Kwame Nkrumah was the one who built the motorway. Oh, and it's still, it, well, it's, it's, it's all right. It's, it's a road. It's better than some of us are, are the roads that lead to, that, to our, our homes. But because he was so concerned about Ghana, he decided that, you know what, with all these resources that I'm receiving, I'm going to pay particular attention in making sure that there are going to be roads that lead to destinations. Whether you like it or not, Akufuado is a consent. Because whether, whether you are not seeing it reflect in your pocket or you are seeing it reflect in your pocket, by God's grace, because of his concern for Ghana, he ran for elections countless times. Because if you are, if you if you know politics, you know there's a lot of money that get, goes into it's like you are putting money in the in the gutter when you are not going to win. You understand what I'm saying? So he, he is concerned about the nation, and because of that, he is deliberately making sure that we have something. I mean, we know that he has he's still building roads, etc. So consent citizen. For, for us who are in Zion Impact Ministries, we know that our father, Apostle Kisley J. Gotten, is a consent citizen. Yeah, if he could have been working at the bank or working in some real estate and earning some some deal, you know, very heavy money. But because of the divine mandate upon his life, he decided that you know what, I'm not going to consider my own my own ambition, but I'm going to consider the ambition of God, which is to focus on others. Which is to focus on others. And if you continue looking, you scan throughout the scriptures, you notice that everything that anyone did had others in, in mind. So Paul's letters, the epistles that he wrote, the letters that he wrote to the churches, it was as a result of him considering them. He was in prison. He could have just stayed in prison. But because he was a consent citizen, he was constantly writing letters to the different churches. Church in Corinth, Ephesus, and we already we know, we know them. Concerned about their upbringing. Because of that, the letters that he wrote, they were beneficial to the church, and they are still beneficial to us right now. Consent citizens. So I want, I want you to look at your neighbor and ask your neighbor that are you a consent citizen in the kingdom? Are you a consent citizen of the kingdom? I want us to read the scripture one more time in Philippians chapter 2 from verse 3. And this is going to be a foundational, um, foundational scripture. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 3. It says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem others better than himself. By God's mercy, as we have entered into the month of April, our theme is enforcing the covenant of exemption through the love of God. Through what? The love of God. What again? The resurrection power. And what again? Righteousness. By God's mercy, we have, throughout this year, I mean, from even from last year, we have been learning about these individual topics. Are we here? We have been learning about these individual topics. 
So I want us to look at the love of God in the scriptures that were put on for this month. The first one, John chapter 3, verse 16. The Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. First John chapter 3, verse, verse 14. The Bible says that for we know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Then we look at Philippians chapter 3 from verse 10 towards the, when we are talking about the resurrection power, the Bible says that, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, sufferings being conformed to his death. Romans chapter 8 from verse 11, 11, the Bible says that, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life your mortal body through the through his spirit who dwells in you. And the scripture in Philippi in Proverbs chapter 21, verse 20, 21, talks speaking about righteousness. The Bible says that he who follows righteousness and mercy finds life, righteousness, and honor. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, from verse 21, the Bible says that for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. Now, when you look at the themes that we are focusing on throughout this month, you notice that it, it, it all boiled down to the recognition of others. So we're talking about love, for instance. It's for God to love the world that he gave. He was considering other people. He was a concerned citizen focusing on other people. Therefore, he gave. We're even talking about being righteously and, being, and walking in righteousness, being rightly aligned with God. As you are rightly aligned with God, you begin to benefit your your immediate surroundings and the people around you. Because whatever God has deposited in you is not for you. It's to consider others. And that's the reason why in, in the framework of the universe, when God breathed life into the earth, everything was to think of other people. So we see the plants. The plants were there. So that the, the um, uh, dinosaur, those times dinosaur was there. So the dinosaurs can be eating, the giraffes can be eating from the plants. At the same time, the plant is also a shed for the animals. Yeah, it served as a shelter for the animals when it's raining, when the, 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 it's raining, it's the cats and dogs and uh, camels and cows. The shed, hyena. Uh, the, the, the plants serve as a shed other animals. So, in the framework of the universe, God was always considering others. Considering other people. He was a concerned citizen and he placed that DNA in us to also be concerned about others. And that's the reason why when your parents gave birth to your mother, that if, if your mother gives birth to you and she leaves you on the road, then we all know that there's something wrong. It shows that she's not concerned about you. Maybe there's something that's happened. Maybe she went to do something, something, something and then something happened. When that something happened, she also did something. Understood? So we see that the being concerned is nothing. So if you realize in your life that you are not concerned about, about other people, then there is something wrong. There is something that we need to pay attention to. There is something that we need to pay attention to. So when we look at the scripture in John chapter 21 from verse 15 to 19. John chapter 21 verse 15 the Bible says that so when they had eaten breakfast Jesus said to Simon Peter Simon son of Jonah do you love me more than these and he said to him yes Lord you know that I love you then he said feed my lamb 
consider others. He said to, he said to him again, a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said, yes, Lord, you know I love you. He said, tend to my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was, Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Then Jesus said, feed my sheep. The consideration of other people. The consent. He was just breathing the thing. He was constantly asking him, truly love me, then be considerate of others. When we look at the scripture in Matthew chapter 28 from verse 18, when Jesus Christ was about to ascend into heaven, the Bible said that all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. He said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The consideration of others. Genesis chapter 15 verse 6, the Bible said that, and he believed in the Lord counted to him for righteousness. And when you continue to look at the scriptures, when we look at Genesis chapter 12, the Bible teaches us about how Abraham packed all his property. And then he went to a place that God said he should go to because he's preparing him for something that others will benefit of. Hallelujah. So, in him, rightly aligned with the will and purpose of God, he was considering people that God has placed in his disposition. Hallelujah. So for us, righteousness basically means being where God wants us to be, being rightly aligned with God and as we are rightly aligned with God we will see that whatever we are being led to do benefit other people. Hallelujah. So, now I want us to look at these things. So there are two things that we must remember about being a concerned citizen. Ask and tell your neighbor two things. Others need Christ and must hear about him. When we look at the scripture in John chapter 4, from verse 25 to 30, the Bible says that the woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. 27, he said, and, and at this point, his disciples came and they marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no one said, what do you seek? Or why or why are you talking with him? Let's look at that again. 27. And at this point, his disciples came and they marveled that he talked with a woman. Yet no one said, what do you seek? Or why are you talking with him? 28. The woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city, and said to the men, come and see a man who told me all the things that I, I ever did. Would this be the Christ? And he went out of the city and came to him. Hallelujah. Second thing, concerned citizens are interested in the issues of others. Concerned citizens are interested in the issues of others. So in this kingdom, you are either a concerned citizen or a self-citizen. that basically means that the opposite of the opposite of a concerned citizen is someone who is always concerned about self. Now, I want us to pay attention to some of the practical ways by which we can be a concerned citizen. So, for instance, we are, you are driving and as you are driving, you see somebody uh, at the traffic lights. For instance, the people who sell the gum or they sell this thing. Some of us, 
when we see them pass, then we put our head down. Maybe they'll come to our window and we don't even look at them to say hello or something. Or when they say, oh, say, thank you so much for, for this, but I don't need it. Or wiping the window. Maybe the guy will try to wipe the window. You say, you know how much this is? But one way by which we can show our concern in the kingdom is by just giving it. You can easily give a smile like, oh, I don't need it. Thank you. Thank you for your help. And these are the things that justifies us in the faith. Because the people of the world, when they say, they will insult them. That master, don't come close to my car. You don't. Because by God's mercy, most of us, we are so privileged to be where we are today to be receiving the things that we receive. Where, where you were born from, eh? don't think that, oh, I was supposed to be born here. Like Prince Charles, Prince Charles for instance, when, they gave, when the uh, Queen Elizabeth gave it, came, Prince Charles came out. Because he was affiliated with the Queen, all benefits was accrued to him. Autom- automatic. And the same precept with all of us seated here. Because of where we were born from, we are being able to encounter something. Even though maybe you are not, you are not seeing the billions that you wanted. I know some of us would have wanted to be born with the shakes. Oh, yeah, I mean, to be driving some Bugatti and... You don't, you don't mind being born. <laughs> some of us we can be driving the Bugattis and, you know, the... What? Lambo. Uh-huh. And for those people, it's, it's, it's normal. So the privilege, we are all, all of us are, who are seated here are so privileged. How can we reflect this love of God that we have been, been hearing? How can we how can we show forth the things that we have been receiving countlessly in church is by being considerate of other people. So on the road, maybe you are driving or maybe you are even walking, maybe the guy, he has poured water, something. It may not be intentional. But because you have that at the back of your mind that you are considering other people, you'll be like, oh, it's fine, it's not a problem. Oh, this one is, is, is trousers, it will dry. I understand what I'm saying. I understand what the Lord is teaching us this morning. Most of us are not concerned. We, don't, we are not concerned about other people. And for us who are in the church, for instance, the uh, protocol team, the musicians, us as the church, and I remember, I remember very well, last two weeks, Apostle took his time to teach us about us loving as a church. So, for instance, I went to a, a certain church with Prophet Jayford over the week. Um, and in that church, when I, when I got down from the car and I was walking, there were ashes. And I, I'm not saying that we don't do this here. We do it. But I'm just pointing out something. The ashes who received us, the kind of smile that the woman had, eh, I felt it in my, in, my, in my crap. I felt it in my soul. In my inside. So even before I take my seat, I'm already lingering at, at, at this is the place that I want to be. Because trust me, a lot of the people who are in the world, the reason why they are stuck there is because of how we treat them. Because they call, I remember there was this time when um, myself, Mrs. Nikwe and, and Didi, uh, Mrs. Mrs. Bimbo were having a conversation about the difference between the people in the church and the difference between the people in the world. They, they, beca- they are, they are, call them safe. They are as thick as thieves. They are loyal in capital letters. So loyal. They will not leave you. And, and for most of us who were, who were in the world before, we know what I'm talking about. It's because we encountered the Holy Spirit. That's why we are staying put. 
for some of us, we can't even, we, we struggle to be in the company of us who are in church, but we want to enjoy the people who are outside. Right? Be, because some of us, it's like, I'm about, sorry, I've come to receive and I'm going. I've come to, I have come to receive and I'm going. And this is what draws the difference between self-citizens and concerned citizens. If we as a church can really imbibe, like Tracy, we are concerned about, about other people because this was the very DNA that was breathed into us because of the consideration of, of man. God created all the things that he created. That we too will be comfortable. And when after he created this man, he saw that he thought that mm, I have to consider the man that the man maybe his body can come and maybe he needs to do certain things that he must do. So he created a woman. So that the two of them can be companions for each other. Considerate. And the reason why we struggle power because of this thing. Do we have some witnesses here? I used to be in the world before I gave my life fully to Christ. And um, we were doing almost everything together. Thick as thieves. But I was privileged to have brothers in the church who, like, we were able to go together, etc. But for most of us, we are strong. We are too cojote, too hunchy, like, too tight, uptight. that most of the time the offenses and everything, all of them it begins from where we are this small this thing is no and then we are struggling with it because most of us are not concerned about others we are not concerned citizens in the kingdom if we are able to pay attention to this thing it will really really help us it will really really help us maybe the security man at, at the office how many of us even know the names of the security man at our office I'm not asking. Don't. It's rhetorical. You don't have to raise your hand. But for some of us, we get out from the car, then we close the door, boom. Then when we see them, we nod. Then we go. How many of us have actually stopped to find out their names? How are you doing today? These are the things that differentiate us from the people in the, in the world. And the reason why most of them are going to, to them is that maybe a guy will get out from his car. He's driving a very luxurious car. He's driving a, a Range Rover. And you come to him, boy, where did he? So there be did he? And you give him okay, with your far far 10,000 Ghana cities. Come top, bro. Now, because of the money, 10,000 Ghana cities to buy bread. <laughs> oh, it's very you know, it's possible. It's a bread of life, very expensive. Just one slice. And when he receives that 10,000, you say, that, Wow, this guy loves me. Then the guy will come again and tell him, Do you want more? If you want more, let's go to. Follow me to. to uh, pardon me. Eh? Benin, you've been there before? The way you're mentioning you know, it's like. It's like, like maybe let's go to Tikari or whatever, however they call it. And then because of that, they are, they are plunged into something that it will take them a long time until they encounter God before they can be rescued. What would happen if we get out from the car and say thank you? For instance, you go to the bank and then the guy, the security man, how many of us have thanked the security man who opened the door for us? We are not concerned about Like, I want us to be, by God's mercy, when I was brooding over this thing, I, I was receiving a lot of, I, I said, Father, give me grace to do more. Give me grace to be concerned about other people. At the bank, maybe Barclays Bank, or maybe, maybe if, 
maybe you go to the bank, you have only three Ghana inside. You say hello to the guy. Maybe you have more money than him. And he opens the door. Oh, thank you so much for opening the door for me. Thank you. You'll be shocked how your thank you, your little smile would impact them. They will sit down and think that, hey, maybe they are going through something. Just by doing that, just by being concerned about other people, it benefits. And it takes a, a, long, a long while for it. For us who are in Zion Impact Ministries, the new people who have constantly been coming into the church, if we are truly deliberate about them, you see that they don't want to go anywhere. They're considerate of others, being concerned citizens. This thing, it is nothing about it needs to be hammered. Because everything in the scriptures that we have been receiving, the reason why we read the scripture that we read is because Paul, for instance, was considerate of others. The early fathers who put the, the, the canonization of the scriptures together is because they were considered, they, were, they, they wanted the gospel to, 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 to increase. Considerate of others, consent citizens in the kingdom of God. I want us to look at the effects of self-citizens. Now we've spoken about the difference between um, the self, uh, we've highlighted the opposite of a, of a consent citizen is a self-citizen. I want us to look at the effects. Number one, the first effect of a self-citizen is that you will be like Lucifer. Write this down very well. You, you will be like Lucifer. And I want us to look at the scripture in Isaiah chapter 14 from verse 12. And the Bible says that, how you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. Pay attention from verse 13. For you have said in your, in your heart, I will, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of, of, of God. I also sit on the mountain of the congregation on the farthest side of the north. I will ascend onto the heights of the cloud. I will be like the most high. And when you pay attention to the scripture from verse 13 to 14, you see that I was resounding a lot more. And that is one effect of a self-citizen. Always thinking about yourself. And I remember those days when if we, go, we go to the, the boarding house. Most of you who didn't go to um, the um, local boarding houses. The B houses. The secondary schools. I know someone like Quakey went to GIS. Or did Is that where you went to? You went to GIS? Uh-huh. You, didn't, you didn't go to boarding house like that. I remember. You, what school did you go to? At this school. Oh, stop that. International, eh? remember those days every Friday we used to eat jollof and chicken Motown oh, Motown and those days daddy the chicken it like this oh, very small so what we used to do was that, was that we'll go there very early very early we'll gather ourselves around there so usually what happens is that the person who sits at the right hand side is the one who serves and will pass the plates service. If you want to enjoy the chicken, you try your best to sit at a place where you will share the food. And by God's infinite wisdom, they mixed the boys with the girls. So they were school, Nachimota Secondary School. High school. Yeah, they mixed the boys and the girls. So if you are seated on a table where there are plenty of girls, know that you eat plenty. Because there were two guys, they don't want to eat plenty. What a trick. So, if they pass, everybody is thinking about how many chickens they can swallow. Not thinking about others. And I mean, for, for some of you who used to be eating um, spaghetti, you know, the spaghetti with pepper, big beans, sausage, that mixture. Yeah, bee house. 
music. Quakey cannot relate, so I'm sorry. I'm teaching you something that you may not know. Evan, Evan cannot relate. What school did you go to? TIS. Oh, they, don't, they didn't do those things. You see that when we used to do it in a bucket, we cook in the bucket. And spa. And then if you come to the spa gathering with maybe a spoon, know that you are failing. You need to go in with your hands or you go in with a fork and then just get an extra bowl and gather plenty and put in there. You don't you didn't do that in in portray. In Fansipan. Oh sorry. That's what we're doing. And because we're so considerate, we're considerate of our stomachs and making sure that our stomachs is well fed. If you look at the amount of food, if we can share it evenly, you see that everybody will get some sweets. But because of the greed of man, the effect of being a self-citizen is that you are focusing on only your stomach. Even though the thing is very hot, you see that you are telling effect of a self-citizen. I. I. The I syndrome. And it's something that we must eschew if you really want to be concerned citizens. Not just focusing on yourself, but focusing on the other person. The second effect... Yeah, quick, let's preach together. The second effect of a self-citizen is that you will lose your position. You will lose your position. I'm going to look at Genesis chapter 3 from verse 4 to 6. The Bible says that then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. For God knows that in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. So Adam and Eve were considerate of the opening of their eyes and they were going contrary to what God was asking them to do. They were self-citizens. And because they were self-citizens, they missed out on the blessing. They lost their position in heaven. They lost their position as divine heirs of the kingdom of God enjoying all the benefits of dominion. So, an effect of being a self-citizen is that you would lose your position. We saw the same thing in Genesis chapter 11 verse 4 to 9 where when the tower of Babel was being structured, it said verse 4, it said that, and they said, come let us build ourselves. I said they were focused on, on themselves. And because they were focused on themselves and they mounted the, 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 the tower reaching into the heavens, God himself, the Trinity himself, had to come and confuse them. They lost their position. They lost their land. And because of that, because of that, they were scattered abroad. Because they couldn't understand themselves well. An effect of being a self-decision is that you will lose your position. I want us to look at the case study of Jesus who can easily be uh, the epitome of a consent citizen of the kingdom. And I remember last week, Tuesday and Wednesday, when we were having prayer meeting, Reverend Delas spent time emphasizing on us, keeping our gaze on Jesus, preaching the message of Jesus, and it will help us in our lives. And I want us to look at Jesus as a consensus citizen, and when we look at Revelation chapter 5 from verse 4, the Bible says that, so I, I wept much, because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll, or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, do not weep, Oh, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to lose the seven seals. Jesus was constantly thinking of others. A reason why we struggle a lot of times is because we are not considerate of other people. 
Jesus Christ was constantly thinking about us. And I want us to go back to the scripture, that our foundational scripture in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, when the Bible says, that, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ was, was an epitome of being concerned of others. So that same mind must be in us as a church. I know this is something that we, have, we might have heard before. And I hope those outside are also listening to the same one. This is a message that I know that we've all heard before. But if we can take another step of being considerate of others, I believe strongly that we will go a long way in, in actually doing this work that God has called us to do. Do this work that God has called us to do. Secondly, Jesus was constantly serving others. So when we look at Matthew chapter 24, verse 28, the Bible says that Jesus, as the Son of Man, did not come to be saved and to give his life a ransom for many. A ransom for many. So for most of us who are working at our workplaces and you feel like maybe they're working too much, think about this thing. Now who sent you? you I mean, you say you work. Right? Can we, can we, can we do this? I remember those days when I used to have the privilege of working at Ogilvy. At the point, no, they couldn't tell who I was. Whether I was a client service personnel, whether I was an IT guy, whether I was a designer. Because I was just looking for an opportunity to serve like Christ did. I didn't say that this one is not in my CV. This one, yeah, I say my CV. This one is not in my, my job description. Like well, how most of us have been saying. That's what they do. Say, where they are in it's not in my job description, so I won't do it. But you know that this thing has to be done. And you'll be shocked that most of the people who say that they are people who go to church. Oh, yeah. There was this Muslim man I've been, I work with. Um, he's called Mr. Metal. Now, Mr. Metal is a nighttime security man, but he knows about electronics. He knows he can, he's an, he can, he's an elect- electrician. He can do the normal, you know. We all, we all know it. In the, is it physics? Electrics is physics, right? Um, yeah, we all know it. The basic physics, he knows how to join the cables. He's a night security man. When we're starting Oasis, we, we needed, we were in dire need of artisans to be able to help us do the work quickly. When we want to change the socket, Mr. Metal said, oh, hey, man, you mafe. So, okay, you try it. And you'll do it. Then we'll give him some. When the wall is cracked, we want to fill it. Oh, my and he would do he was literally night security man he was doing everything now he even says that he's a he, he, he wash car he can do all things he's not saying that this one is not in my job description so may I be night security man I guess came here to watch the cars and some, it's a dark night sometimes maybe the night will be watching me because I'll be asleep but that's my job and I came I'm a security man that small container I'm inside he was selfless just like Jesus in the scripture that we just read let's come and go back to that scripture Matthew chapter 20 verse 27 28 says just as the son of man did not come to be saved but to save and to give his life a ransom for many or you maybe you'll not be able to give for many but you'll be able to give for that small sex that you find yourself in you'll be able to give for that house that you find yourself in so most of us who are in the house who don't like washing dishes can we look at this the mommy is calling you. Say, now, why, why, why are you always calling me? You don't call Adwa. Adwa, today is Adwa's turn to wash the, the things in the sink. But you don't.
don't know that in this place of service you'll be receiving something that's so peculiar because you are considerate. You are a concerned citizen in your household. So, can we stop leaving the dishes in the sink and saying that maybe mommy will wash it or maybe I drop who is maybe I draw your house help who may be doing a billion things will finish and also come and wash the things in the sink. I'm tired. Or can we also begin to do our own laundry? For those of you who don't do, we wait for your parents to come and take that thing from. Can we, Chris, the way you've done your face is like you're a suspect. Wow. He's very spoiled. <laughs> he said you're very spoiled. Can we begin to, I, I'm purposely breaking it down to the simplest of things. So you won't think that, oh, this one, I only have to wait to be um, to be working. Fine, you know that it's for all oh, this one is for women. You will not go there, I beg you. I beg you. <laughs> can we be considerate? Can we be considerate of others? Can we can we give ourselves to service? Because Jesus Christ, one of the, the things that made him who he was was the fact that he was constantly serving. And for some of us who are always saying that me, this is how I am. So take me as I am. This is this is how I am. Can we can we can we put that away? Because truly, if we are truly representatives of the kingdom, we will not always be thinking about self, I, 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 I. But anything that you must do to be able to help accommodate others, you must be willing to do it. And that's the reason why a lot of maybe if for instance you are you have the privilege of marriage or maybe you are being prepared for, for marriage or being prepared for relationship this is one of the things that God will want to point out to you that you will be considerate of the other person you're not necessarily thinking about your self pleasure but you're thinking about the other person and this is a conversation I was having with Tree um, last two days that look don't yourself you are in a relationship don't think about her and maybe where she is she's alone in, the, uh, in, in Canada it's cold so whatever you are doing, you, you are here in Ghana, you have so many friends. So uh, maybe she can be calling you 24 7 maybe you'll be thinking in your head that, hey, won't try me, John. You're calling me too much. You don't know I have, I have school or something. But for her, maybe that she's there alone. So because you are a concerned citizen, you'll be thinking of the other person. And knowing that, and knowing that this person, okay, can I place myself in her shoes? Maybe she's calling me so many times because she's alone. So you let me let me sacrifice some time. Maybe I might be busy. Okay, you know what? Let me spend this time talking to her just so that she can be fine. Concerned.
I want to bring out the practicality of it so that we understand. And it's something that I told myself that where I, any public space I go to, I will leave there nice so that the person who come there will be able to enjoy it. But most of us, we go there, we see the thing is dirty, we just suspend and then we go. But just by taking, pulling some of the tissue, you can easily wipe the floor and make it, yes, Spider-Man, Spider-Man technicalities. <laughs> We can easily wipe the floor or then maybe take some time. Maybe the bin is too big. You can easily pick it and go and something. You understand what I'm saying? And then go back to wash your hands and then leave. And it's something I have been deliberately doing. I don't go to public, any public space I go to. When I'm done, I want to clean that. Maybe I've washed my hands. There's a lot of water on the, on the thing. I want to clean it. Because I'm, I, I, I want, I'm thinking of the other person who will come and see that place like that. I bet you, eh? If everybody is thinking about the next person, we will not go to any public toilet and we smell anything. The consideration of other people. As I'm speaking, I'm sensing the presence of God. Like this dinner, if we can master it, so for hey, we will truly be light, the light that God has called us to be. Last over the weekend, my wife and I had the privilege of going for a, a, a wedding of an engagement of my of a very good friend and these are people that i used to enjoy their company we used to drink my favorite drink was hunters those days yes that was my drink i used to enjoy it and in our company we used to be doing all those things and because i'd given my life to jesus christ and i decided that, you know what I, I really want to sell myself to the master they don't call me to certain places anymore sometimes they will just tell me they know i won't come but they'll tell me because they don't want to be like hey Oh, we not tell we not tell Alan that's what they, they, they usually come so we had the privilege of going for the engagement and when we went for the engagement they were all over the place I mean and I was trying to to also be there just so that they will not think I'm not there I understand what I'm saying you get me huh, I'm not saying I was drinking with them but I'm, you get my point and they were constantly watching me to see how I react to certain things so I remember I was walking on the road and I said, hey, Father, how, how, how can I be light in their mess? And it's something that the master whispered to me. He said that light is ex- 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 experienced more in darkness. Light is appreciated more in a place of darkness. Right? The reason why you're, I'm not saying this uses a justification to be going to Bloombao and be saying that me, I'll be the light. <laughs> Easy to go quite well, I'm telling you. But because of that consideration of them, I noticed that being in their company, just by sharing conversation, I was able to say something. I was this, this um, gathering, I was sitting with them, and we were talking about something that had to do with marriage. And they were asking, Oh, how is marriage? And I was able to share some counseling. The guy was like, Wow. And I went back to Mrs. Nico. I was with Mrs. Nico. We were having a conversation. And one of, one of my friends who I've been, I used to jam with, he came to me. He said, Oh, Charlie, you for pray for me. I said, oh, Why, why I for pray for you? He said, as he said, you make happy for your marriage inside. I said, glory to God. I go pray for you. Make you no worry. But just in the, having that disposition of being considerate, being a consent citizen in the kingdom, I saw that God was able to use me. But there was a time where I was walking into their midst and I, I sensed that don't go here this time. And I said, oh, you let me, let me go and watch and see. When I went, that's when they had gathered. They were doing all the things that and immediately I, I, I caught the signal and I left. So as you are being considerate of others, you must be paying attention to the Spirit of God. 
Don't say that, oh, the, uh, uh, today Reverend Barry can't preach, say, oh, we will be considered of others. So, as a driver, I get 10, 10, 100 Ghana, make I take, take give the person on the road. You'll be shocked the person you are giving it to. Don't, ha, ha, ha. And then we'll be following you in your bed. I remember, I remember there was these days I used to work um, at um, those days. Uh, how they call that place? Oh, now what's the name of that place? Now Accra City Hotel. What's the name? No hotel. And there was this guy who used to beg on the road, Reverend Andrew. Every day I used to be giving him money. Every day. Because I was so I, I wanted to give him. So I'm, I want, I'm considering him. I want to give him money so that every day he can have something to eat. There was this day I didn't have enough money. So that day I passed, I didn't give him. And that night I had a dream. In the dream, he's crippled. The crippled guy was chasing me and he was saying, Where's my money? I jumped over the wall, he too jumped. <laughs> and he was chasing me and I woke up in a panic. And I heard the voice of God, Be careful how you give the money to him. He He's coming for his money. He, he, trust me, he was taxing me. He was taking his, his tithe for my money every day. <laughs> so that morning, when I was going to work, the way I eyed him, eh? <laughs> so, what that means is that as a concerned citizen, you must be rightly aligned. And that's what we've spoken about righteousness. Righteousness is being rightly aligned with God, rightly aligned with the will of the master. So you are paying attention to him in that place so that you would not miss something that you must miss and you will not do something that you must not do. Hallelujah. Is it, is it practical enough? Is it practical enough? Can we, can, we, can we try it? I know we are doing it, but there is always more. Been telling you that even God in His splendor is constantly the Holy Spirit in His splendor is constantly searching the deep things of God. When you look at First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10, the Bible says that the Spirit of God He is searching even the deep things of God. That means that there's more. So, anywhere in life, we must never be content with any form of spiritual growth or any form anywhere we are, we must never be content. There is no that there is more. That's the reason why we must not be content with our relationship with God. See now, oh, I go to church every Sunday, so it'll be fine. No. It's not enough. There is more. There are people who are, who are encountering angels. There are people who are encountering Jesus himself. Etc. There is always more. I want us to look at the benefits of being a consent citizen. Benefits of being a consent citizen. Number one, you are greatly blessed if you are a consent citizen in the kingdom. We look at the scripture in Genesis chapter 12 from verse 1 to 3. The Bible said that, Now the Lord had said to Abraham, Get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Verse 3 says that I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And when I read the scripture, I remember a time where I was working at Ogad. I just got married 2018, 2019. Just gotten married it was a year entering into a year of marriage with Mrs. Nikwe. And I was earning a salary. Mrs. Nikwe was also earning a salary. When we carbon it, it was enough. Sufficient to, to keep us at least half the month. Because I know for all of us, the salary never keeps us through the month. There's always divine to swap in the money that we receive every month. Now, I was driving, and all of a sudden I heard in my voice. 
I heard in my spirit, it is time. What that mean? I said, Father, time for what? And I heard in my spirit, it's time. So I came to church. I think it was on, it was on a Wednesday. On a Friday, we came for service and the prophet Hayford walked to me. At that time, prophet Hayford had come fresh. He walked to Mrs. Nico and he said, your husband, God said I should tell you to go and tell him that it is time. Maybe it's possible if he had come straight to me, I may not have listened to him. So he just passed it to the helper. So that and when she's telling me, she to be nice. So she came to me and she told me that, hey, when I went on Friday, Prophet Hayford told me to come and tell you that it is time. And it was, as a time forward. And it was, it was difficult, but I heeded the voice of God. And then I packed my things from Ogovia. I remember that day when I was, and I told my boss, she cried. She took me to her car and she was counseling me on why it's not a good choice. Why it's not a good decision to quit my job. Because I mean, I just got, just got a married, fresh couple. Well, how are you going to survive? And at that time, Mrs. Nikwe was earning about, sorry to this, I'm disclosing her paycheck, about 1,001, if I'm not mistaken. What that meant was that we're going to be surviving on 1,001 currency. That's 20. It's not uh, 2005. Oh, Sunday, I'm talking about. Oh. 2005, 1,005. It's, it's heavy. 2018, 2019, 1,100 Ghana cities. Paying electricity, paying water bill, paying uh, all the bills. It was hard, but it was a decision I was willing to take because I, I really wanted to be rightly aligned with God. So I immediately, after oh, a month, I packed my things and I left. It was hard. I remember there were days where Mrs. Nipke would go to work, I drop her at work. I have those days. I used to have my black mantle, and I'll go to my father's house at East Legon, and I'll be praying. And I remember my father's a man of God, Daddy, I love you. Please, I hope he's not watching. Please don't watch this one. He came one morning and he asked me that, "What are you doing with your life?" Like, I think, I think that that night, maybe when I had gone home, when he went to lie in his bed, he was calculating school fees. <laughs> I think that night, eh, he was calculating freshman year, first and second term. Then, he said, hey, all this money, boy, we say, God say, God. So the following morning, he came to me, asked me that, what is going on? Like, why? And I said, for daddy, I just know that God told me to stop. That's his time to stop. And it was very hard, I'm telling you. It was very hard. And in those periods, those seasons, sometimes they will hear the voice of God, empty your account, go and so sick. Then Mr. Nick will be looking at me like, something wrong with you? This small man that will be enjoying, and I'll gather all, and I'll go and put it there. A few, a few months later, I had, we, Mr. Nick, we received a word from God concerning Oasis. And then I was like, this is something I can assist you with. And I, be, I, I received an urge to support her to do this assignment. So immediately I joined her, uh, forces, we joined powers combined. <laughs> we, joined, we joined forces and then we embarked on the journey of Oasis. And by God's grace, we are blessing lives. Same principle that we are reading in the scripture in Genesis chapter 12. So if we are able to heed to being consensus in the kingdom, you will know that we receive blessings. And by God's mercy, we have received blessings, not monetary, not necessarily monetary. Just being a blessing to others. Being a blessing to our employees. Being a blessing to the people that are around us. Transforming lives one way or the other. Being concerned, we receive blessings just by being a consensus. Secondly, I want us to really, really pay attention to the scripture. The second benefit of a good citizen is that you will be judged by it. That's 
That is the infrastructure. Infrastructure is what? Advantage. That is the benefit of being a consensus. Knowing that so that is like your monetary value when you go before the master. You will be judged by it. And I want to look at the scripture in Matthew chapter 25, from verse 31, where the Bible says that when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on his throne of glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from the other as the shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand but the goat on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of this world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. He was a consent citizen. I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you looked me in and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous would answer to him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you drink? And he said, when did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, assuredly I say to you, and as much as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me, master did it to me. When you were considerate of other people, you were considerate of me. So, a benefit of being a concerned citizen is that these are the works by which we will be judged by. Hallelujah. So, based on these things that we are, we, we are hearing, for us who are in Zion Impact Ministries, the protocol team needs to be concerned about anybody, not necessarily about, I'm not saying, but you understand what I'm saying. We must be concerned about everything. Maybe we come to church and we say that, oh, maybe the, 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 the guys who have been cleaning the church, they didn't clean this one well. You won't say that, oh, hey, hey, Angela, come. You didn't clean this. What you could do is that maybe you can also pick a tissue and also clean it. You are concerned about her. That maybe she might have missed it. Or giving her the benefit of the doubt. That, oh, maybe she might have missed it. If we are constantly concerned about it, maybe for instance, you come to the choir, maybe you come, for instance, in the morning, and then you say hi to maybe Toby. Maybe Toby's mind is not there. And then Toby will be like, hi. But you give him the benefit of the doubt that, oh, maybe he's, he might be going through something. So let me rather pray for him. You are concerned about him. You are concerned that he, he's not the way he should be. And because of that, maybe your prayer alone can uplift his spirit. You can be tempering with things that are tempering with him. Rather than saying that, oh, he's like, I, I greeted him, he didn't mind me. So, okay, me too, I'm angry. When I see him, I don't greet him. Next time, if, I, if he passes, me too, I pass here. I'm not saying this is a justification for you, for us to be doing when somebody comes to greet us because we are in a mood, we say, hey, thank you. Oh, I'm in the spirit. I'm in the spirit. But, yeah, but I want us to look at both sides. What could I, I have also done to make this better. And that's something that Apostle has been teaching us. For those of you who have the privilege of, of being married and I have allowed him, um, he has been teaching us, he's been teaching us about reactions. Very, very crucial. Because you are concerned about the other person, you will be, you pay attention to how you, you react to the person. No, no matter what it is. I'm sorry I'm using tree. As an, I've come to use tree again as an example. Yesterday I was having a conversation with him. And tree was talking about 
Bill, for instance, uh, she will say something, she will ask something that maybe he's not really concerned about. Okay? So, for instance, hey, hey, that long dress, look at this long dress. This dress is very long. You don't say, like, it's not important. Like, oh, what, what makes the dress nice? What you can do is just to engage conversation. He said, thank you. <laughs> hey, I beg you, I beg you, I beg you. Because you, you are concerned about the interest of the person. Eh? Because you are concerned about the interest of the person, you too, you can be probing. That, oh, oh, what is, oh, really? The dress is long, eh? Why, why, why do you like it? I'm like, oh, I really like this dress. Because I never, never, never. So, oh, nice, interesting. Oh, okay. Don't, don't just immediately shut up because you are not interested in it. Me, I like watching those days. I used to enjoy watching action movies. When Mrs. Nikwe walked into my life, she likes a lot of law, those things. I, but they didn't, I was not interested. Or musicals. Um, um, I, she loved it. Oh, quickie, I see you're clapping. I'm dialing your number. Because I know that this is something that she likes. I tried. Oh, God in heaven knows I tried. Some, and for Mrs. Nigwe, some of the, the movies, she can sing all the songs. Um, where is she? Where is she? she can't you mention one of the songs to me? Oh, you've run away. You knew I was coming to talk about you. I've forgotten that. But she can sing all the songs. And it used to annoy me. What's a movie now? This was something that she was interested in. So what I was doing was that instead of being angry, I was I was just be looking at her and be laughing. Like, and I am wow. <laughs> she can testify that now when she's watching those eyes, I, I watch it with her. I try. Even though it annoys me. But because I'm being concerned about her, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm, I'm really trying. So I can't, and, and I, I, you can't, yeah, I, I'm trying. I think I'm trying. To be concerned about the things that makes her happy. So for those of us who are preparing to enter into marriage or relationship, begin to work on being concerned about the next person. Reverend Andrew, you're not part. <laughs> be concerned about the person. Start practicing. Practice with your parents. Practice with your friends. Checking up with the person. Oh, are you alright? Are you alright? How are you doing today? I didn't see you in church. I didn't see you in church. Oh, how are you doing? Let, let, let it brew the person. There was something that uh, Mami Fosa was telling us. That when she went to um, Prophet Barry's church in London, her first service, everyone that she met and I, I believe it's something that, that can really, really help us as a church. Every single person that she met, they will say, Hey, hi, how are you? I've not seen you before. What's your name? Say, Oh, my name, my name is Esther. Oh, Esther, God bless you. You're looking very beautiful. Nice to meet you. Can I have your number? And everybody she met, they all took her number. If she met about five people, they, all the five people took her number. And what happened was that on Saturday, all of them were texting her. Or throughout the week, they were all just, they were just bombarding her phone. Now, when she sit down, she would think that ah, this is a place that I want to play. This is family. Oh wow, these people they don't know me, but they really love me. And it's something that caught her fancy. It tickled her fancy. That these people are so concerned about me that they are constantly checking up on me. Can we can we practice this thing? 
that maybe you meet somebody we have never met before. Can we just, maybe don't just wait for Reverend Beryl or Reverend, Reverend Anna to be the ones to take uh, their numbers to be um, checking up on them. Because trust me, when they are speaking with them, they will be doing former. They will do a lot more former because they are doing their job. They will do a lot more former than be sought like the way we will be sought. Hey, you're looking so beautiful. Oh, welcome. What's your name? Nice to meet you. In it. You know what I'm saying? It will make them feel belonged. And they will not struggle. They will be looking for it to come to church. And it will be so easy. They will be so willing to come for Wednesday. They will be so willing to come for Friday service because they themselves are interested. And they, they see that the people that I'm coming to, they are, they, con- they are concerned about me. The reason why a lot of people, they, they like these kind of, uh, the people in the world who are, who are blooming and, and buying. Because when they meet somebody, hey, Charlie, hey, bro, what's up? Hey, then, then they then go five. The next place that they see themselves, hey, bro, Charlie, how far? Hey, Charlie, everything cool? Charlie, we're going to link up next week. Hey, Charlie, you know inside. Hey, you, you, have, you have been rescued. You have been saved and redeemed. You just say, oh, we're going to link up. Next week, we're going to link up for Charlie. Next week, Charlie, where, where, where I go see you for? Oh, I go see you for, for where? Front bar. I've lost track of the places. Those days, purple pop. Oh, I go see you for purple pop. Tell it from purple pop, where did they go? Seraglio. And they, they are constantly checked because they want to go to the place and enjoy it. I understand what I'm saying. They want to go to the club and be happy because they, you, the happiness, you no, know, is a, you know, a, a vibe. If I'm vibing, you two, you're also vibing. So if we are all vibing, I'm also happy. I go home happy. Or I leave the place happy. If we can have the same principle, and they say, oh, tell we check up on them. Can we really, really do this, this thing? And I've told myself, as, I, as the Lord was teaching me, I told myself, this is something I'm also going to be doing on my own. I don't want anybody to look at me and know me as a man of God. I want them to know me as somebody who is concerned. I want them to notice me as somebody who, who is concerned and who loves them. Not just to check, oh, or maybe just wait till Saturday morning, I'm calling you. Are you coming to church? No, they won't come. Just say, you only, you're only calling me, you, you, you see, he has to call me because he won't make a come church. But be deliberately concerned about them. Do the visitations. We are going to visit them. Doing whatever we have to do just so that we can keep something. Preserve something. Not just because, because you want to receive something, but because you are concerned. Concerned citizens in the kingdom. Concerned citizens in the kingdom. I want us to look at the demerits of being a self-citizen. And then we'll close. The merits of being a self-citizen. Number one, you will be replaced and cursed. You will be replaced and cursed. And I want us to look at the scripture in Esther chapter 4 from verse 13. And the Bible says that, And Mordecai told them to answer Esther, Do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all, all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. If Esther was just concerned about uh, the fact that, oh, Ran, I'm queen, I'm queen Esther, I'm not going to think about the Jews, I'm not going to follow the assignment, I'm queen, I am queen, and I'm not going to consider the Jews. This is what she would have received. Her, her lineage would have perished. There would, liberation truly would have come because God had already decreed liberation. But she would not have partook of it, and she would have perished. Like they would, like the description, the word that Mordecai gave to her. And because of that, she brooded over it, and then she went to deliver the people. She did what I was asked, asked her to do. 
Number two, another demerit of being a self-citizen is that you will step out of the will of God. And we look at the scripture in Numbers chapter 22. Numbers chapter 22, Numbers chapter 23. We saw um, Balaam being introduced. Balaam was a prophet of God who was sent on an assignment to curse the Israelites. We saw, if you continue reading the scriptures, you notice that Balaam, he stepped out of the will of God because he was concerned about, he was self, self-centered. When we look at the scripture in 2 Peter chapter 2 from verse 15, the Bible says that they had forsaken the right way and gone astray, following the way of Balaam. He said he had gone astray, meaning that at a point, yes, he was where God wanted him to be. When we look at the scripture in Numbers chapter 23, Numbers chapter 20, 24, instead of going to curse them, he was brother blessing them. 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 15 says that they have forsaken the right way and gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Boah, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. He stepped out of the will of God just by being a self-citizen. Jude chapter 11, the Bible says that woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain, have run greedily in the error of Balaam for prophets, and perished in the rebellion of, of Korah. When you are a self-citizen, you will step out of the will of God. Number three, disobedience is one of the classic examples of being a self-citizen. I'll explain why. For most of us who are seated here, the things that God asks us to do is just so that it can benefit other people. But every day we are doing, oh, this one day will be my mind. Oh, this one day will be my mind. So we are constantly walking in perpetual disobedience. And note that the disobedience that you are disobeying, you know, it, it comes with a repercussion. It shows that you are only concerned about yourself. For instance, God might give you a word to give to somebody. God might give you a, a prophetic word to give to somebody and you know that you know that you know that God has spoken to you but you say where there is in my mind because of that the word that God wants to give to the person to be, it, 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 can be, it can be stalled not saying that you are the only person that God can can talk to but it can be stalled just by being by, by feeling that oh maybe if I go and say to a person the person you, you, you insults me or something you immediately become a self-citizen. Uh, and it will go contrary to God. And I remember last week, um, I went to the filling station. And I've been telling the people around me that uh, there's this oil that comes on me when I get to filling stations. I don't know how, but I, I, I begin to hear clearly. I don't know if it's the oil in the filling station. <laughs> I begin to hear clearly. And I was sitting in the car, there was this elderly man. Very, he was elderly. He can easily be in his late 50s. And he was saving the fuel. And I heard in my spirit that this man, this man is a, is a church elder. Go and talk to him. And I said, Father, church elder, why should I go and talk to him? It was doing my mind somewhere. And I began to feel uneasy in my seat. Immediately, I just opened the door. When I, when I opened the door, I hit, the, I, was too, I was a little close to the very good, so I hit that thing. And when I hit it, the man looked at me, and he didn't mind me. He was just doing his own thing. And I went to him and said, Daddy, Daddy, I greet you. Daddy, thank you so much for filling my tank. Daddy, you're a church elder. Confidence will... I, uh, and I told him, said, Daddy, you're a church elder, and I'm seeing you at the church. Are you a church elder? He said, oh, yeah, I'm a church elder. Actually, I, I'm a church I used to be a church elder. There was this man, the, 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 the man of God traveled, and the assistants, we didn't like him, so we all left. Oh, 
So based on that, I knew why God mentioned the church elder to me because in God's eyes, he's a church elder. But the man of God, the assistant pastor has come, the assistant pastor has, has, has offended him. He has swore his nyama and then he too, he has gone. And I, I, and I was telling him, Father, how can I tell this man that go back to the church? Or how can I even talk to him? But some, 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 some zeal that entered me, I was telling, talking to him I was blasting him. I was rebuking him. I was asking, Daddy. So, Daddy, Daddy, this. And I told him what I believe strongly that God wanted me to tell him. And I went to sit in the car. He said, God bless you. When you come around me, I'm here. I'm here. So, God bless you. Thank you so much. I'll, I'll go and put And I felt so blessed because I did not disobey God. If I had disobeyed, I would have been a self-citizen and I would not be considerate about him. Based on me just having a short conversation with him, I, I know that God used me to speak something into his life. of a self-servant is somebody who is constantly disobedient to God. Constantly disobedient to God. I want us to look at the last thing and then we'll share a short prayer and then we'll close. How do I become a better concerned citizen? How do I become a better concerned? Um, how do I become a, a, a more concerned citizen? Number one, die more. Die Eh? die more and let's look at the scripture in Luke chapter 9 verse 23 to 25 and the Bible said that then he said to them all if anyone desires to come after me let him deny himself take up his cross daily and follow me but whosoever desires to save his life will lose it, lose it but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it being concerned about others what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is in, and is himself destroyed or lost? Die more. Daily denying. Daily denying. Look at the scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 31. The Bible says that I, aff- I affirm by the boasting in you which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. I die daily. I die daily. So number one, one way by which I can constantly become a consent citizen is by daily dying. And we see the, die, the, the death in the place of fastings, in the place of, of prayer. Sometimes you receive a burden to begin to pray for somebody. You know that you are, because you are a consent citizen, you will not go back to bed. You wake up and pray. This morning, for instance, I set my alarm at 4 o'clock that I'll pray and, and I'll leave the house. But at 3.29, I was awoken. I just woke up and I was fully awake. I didn't say that, oh, the alarm, no. It didn't ring. It's not, it has not rung yet. So let me go back to bed. I don't know why God woke me up at that time. So I started praying. I just moved from my bed. I went to my prayer chair and I started praying. I don't know what God wants me to interfere with. Consent. If we can be consent citizens in the kingdom, eh, it will really, really help us. One way by which we can constantly grow in being concerned is by dying daily. And the, the death here is, is with the help of God. It's just that it's just follow me. It's just, it's just follow me. Deny yourself and follow me. Because as you follow, you receive strength. As you follow, you receive fortification. As you follow, you receive understanding. As you follow, you receive precision. Dying daily. Second, the last thing I'm saying is to reflect the word. 
reflect the word. And when we look at James chapter 1, verse 23 to 25, the Bible says that, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man, observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But if, if he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer, a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Hallelujah. By reflecting the word. As I glean on the word of God, it makes me more concerned because throughout the scripture, it's about concerned men. They were concerned men who wrote scripture for us to be able to receive precepts from. Can we kindly be upstanding? I want us to place our hands on our chest. And I want us to pray a very simple prayer that as God is preparing us for Zion Impact Ministry for expansion, as God is preparing us for, for this kingdom mandate, may we not be self-citizens. May we not be the ones who drive the people that God is gathering. That may we be concerned citizens. Concerned citizens. Concerned, concerned, concerned citizens. May we not drive away the people that God himself is bringing with our attitude, with, with the way we speak, the way we behave. And may we be concerned about the people that God is preparing us as a church for. But primarily, Father, may God make us concerned citizens of the kingdom that wherever we are, we would exude love, we will be the epitome of love. Let's pray. Master, thank you for the grace that you have to help us be concerned. Thank you for listening. If you were blessed by this message, share it with someone so they can be blessed too. We look forward to fellowshipping with you next time at Zion Impact Ministry.